Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the body-mind-spirit connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello and welcome to this uh, this podcast that we're doing today. Uh, I'm excited to uh, deal with this because as an Aquarius, my birthday's in January, I, I've always been kind of a visionary and so this particular topic intrigues me as to always, you know, how are we as humans going to end up in the future? And what is our relationship to our body going to be in the future? And this is something that uh, was raised, you know, by watching um, a futuristic uh, Netflix series a while ago, and uh, where they could could just kind of get a new body when their old body, you know, they were tired of their old body or they wanted something new. And I just, it brought the idea up to me as, as relationship. You know, what is our actual relationship to our body? And how does this, having a body that is sometimes imperfect, that sometimes has pain or disease, how does that uh, influence our ability to have relationship with uh, other people or with the earth or other things around us? So this is the topic that uh, Declan and I are going to discuss today. So I don't know if you have any um, kind of comments just off the off the top of your head about the idea of how having a body gives us this great opportunity to to forge relationship with uh, something yeah i guess our first relationship you know is you know with ourself it, it, it seems like oh maybe it's you know oh well our first relationships with our mother or our first relationships with the caregiver or whatever but yeah really it's you know everything that we do we relate it to our how it relates to us, you know, we're the center of the universe kind of thing. So that's my departure point anyways, is, is like what I've been working on in the last several years is, is like really um, honing the, the, the vessel and the awareness of the vessel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess a lot of meditation techniques like that you uh, practice are related to the idea of a vessel for our soul or whatever. Um, you know, this particular TV show had the interesting idea that you could just take your consciousness or your soul or whatever it is that makes us us and just take it out of that body and put it in a new body. And, uh, you know, what do you think about that as a meditator? Well, um, I guess the first question that comes to mind for me about that is, does the identity come along with it? And is consciousness and identity the same thing? You know, I, initially I think that, well, the consciousness is is what an, animates, you could call it that, what animates the, the body. And, of course, we're identifying with this particular body. So if that consciousness was extracted or somehow removed from a particular body and put into another body, then, yeah, that's, you know, automatically different. So that would be the first question that came to my mind was, is 
you know, does the identity come with it? Yeah, and in this particular TV show, the identity did. So you ended up having different gendered identities, even in different bodies of other genders, and it was all kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah, which could be, in, in a, you know, an incredibly uh, revealing, enlightening experience in it of itself. But it's yeah, it's different. It's not mm -hmm. you know how I relate to this particular body. Mm -hmm. With the, these particular, you know, faculties is going to be different. If it's in a different body, I'm automatically going to be viewing the world differently. Yeah, and, I, and to me it's kind of like, well, it, yeah, in a way you're having a, a relationship then with a different body. And my concern with this type of thing, being a health worker uh, in the field for a long time, is that we don't take the opportunity to be in relationship with the body that we're in whether it's whether we can change bodies every week or whether we have to keep one body for our entire life how do we approach that relationship with that body indeed so you know for me it's it's a lot about the breath work of course you know in ancient languages you know the word for a spirit and air is the same you know in some of these uh, ancient languages so that's an indicator for me is 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 that ah uh, yeah to connect with spirit or uh, is through the breath work and you know the breath work affects the soma you know the body so we're like that's that's a good way to uh, amplify the animation you know yeah, so doing your breath work connect kind of in the spirit and the body as a bridge, maybe. Is that kind of how you're seeing it? Yes. So if we were to do that, then perhaps my idea that being able to replace our body at the drop of a hat is not so dangerous per se, as long as, you know, whatever body we're in, we were willing to have that type of relationship with. Um, I think my wondering, you know, and, and whether this ever comes true, I don't know where medical technology will take us, but, you know, my thing was, you know, what if on those days where you're just sick and tired of your own body or you haven't treated it well and now it's giving out on you, you know, you need hip replacement and a knee replacement and your back hurts and whatever, and then it's easy just to go and get a new body that, you know, might be younger and less ill than the one you have. And how does that change your relationship? It's kind of reminds me of our culture's, uh, you know, kind of fixation with, you know, you get married and then, oh, maybe after five or 10 years, maybe I can trade my partner in for the new improved model because this isn't, this is harder than I thought kind of idea. And, and just that idea that, that we could just replace things without having to work through the challenges of that relationship. I think that's where... I wonder if we're doing, uh, you know, if it would just be too easy to fall into that. Uh, yes, I agree. I, I feel like in the current status of where things are, from my perspective, is that that's, that's definitely a, <laughs> a concern, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, in taking this into the relationship sphere, which is kind of... Uh, you know, where we both work, um, you know, how much are we uh, looking at relationships in this way? Like, 
if I think, well, I'll get married, but if it's too difficult in a couple of years, I'll just get divorced and get a new partner. You know, how much are we actually doing the same thing as saying, oh, I don't like my body anymore. Let me just yank my consciousness out. Go get, go buy a new body and, and try again. You know, how much are we actually doing that with each other and casting aside partners willy-nilly without even um, trying to work on, on relationship and what would that look like? Yeah, so I think for me, the gem in this whole thing, this conversation is, yes, the relationship with the self. You know, getting to understand the body and what goes into the body and, you know, what comes out of the body. You know, what we focus on and what, and, and you know, what is the consciousness. If I, if, if, if I, through my dreams, my consciousness uh, goes many places mm -hmm. and, and to other, and it, to other, it animates other bodies. So in a way, I'm already doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, finding a way to relate to our bodies and work through stuff with our own body, you know, let's say you twist your ankle and you work through a healing process of a month or two with your ankle. It's like working through a relationship challenge, you know, to me, that's what it is. You know, you, your body maybe betrayed you or it was, you know, you went too fast and you, you know, how you have compassion for your own body in, and help it heal is perhaps indicative of how you also treat people around you. What do you think about that connection? The connection of... Well, whether we treat our bodies the same way as we treat the people in our lives. Uh, yes, microcosm, macrocosm, a little bit of this kind of idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know I was talking to my uh, young adult children recently and just uh, noticing that, you know, they're, they can be very hard on themselves, especially, you know, we all remember in our 20s kind of giving ourselves the third degree if we didn't have our life figured out and we didn't have our direction and you know it's like get up make it work do this do that and we kind of drive ourselves into the ground which I think is a cultural uh, patriarchal model perhaps of, of driving ourselves really hard and how much is that coming out in in relationship you know where we expect a lot of our partner partners people in our lives because we're having that relationship with ourselves. You know, how, how has that shown up in your life possibly? Well, yeah, me personally, I do have a tendency to be, you know, the, the, the inner critic as it's been called is, is, is like, you know, part of my struggle. So yeah, as a, someone in my twenties, uh, when, when I was in my twenties, I feel like it's actually, you know, possibly more relevant now because, uh, you know, I still uh, am working with that, that, uh, that very thing. So, yeah, it's as a mentor to young people, it's, yeah, you can't really tell them, you know, what to do. They have to, to experience it themselves, the old, as the old cliche goes, right? Do as I say, not as I do. And, uh, it's a complex uh, situation, yeah. Yeah, so really I think, you know, to me, our body gives us this really great opportunity to feel things, you know. 
whether we can feel stuff in our consciousness, uh, you know, we could debate that another day, but our body gives us this wonderful opportunity to have sensation, you know, sensory stimulation. And I feel that that is a, a huge gift our body gives us to be able to feel things in this way. Um, and to have a relationship with that and, and you know, uh, in our work as somatic therapists, we actually work with this particular way of feeling things helps us to uh, know ourselves better, maybe know our thoughts, our emotions, our spirit, our psyche better because our body is giving us such great feedback. Yeah, so I feel on that note, if, we're, if, if we can become through, uh, you know, presence and mindfulness can become really aware of our bodies that it can kind of relax the, um, make a little bit more fluid that, that consciousness soma connection and it can expand the consciousness as this term goes is that, is this, that what, that is what we're doing you know, in a way, uh, or one way to describe what we're doing as far as uh, cultivation and meditation and mindfulness practices, yoga, whatever it is, um, expanding the consciousness, whatever that means to you, but that's, for me, it feels like it's a fluid, more fluid kind of a connection that, that if I'm hyper, not hyper, but if I'm really aware, if I become more aware of the soma, the body, then I'm able to, um, my consciousness is able to either take in more or, or travel further or to more uh, deeper places or higher places or whatever, however you want to describe that. Hmm, that's a, a very spiritual understanding of all of this, taking it to the next level. Um, and and I, I love the idea of being more grounded in our body gives us more freedom to expand into the universe. That's kind of what I was hearing. You, you know, yeah, you could describe it that way. I wouldn't describe it that way, but just a more like, yeah, like really having your feet, you know, connected, solid on the ground, connection to Mother Earth, connection to the, to the Earth Spirit or to the actual physical dirt, ground, uh, you know, earth on the floor, on the ground, and we could have this expanse, expansive type of opening, but keeping the feet on the ground, not letting, not letting the whole entire, our, our, all of our awareness go off into the ether, because that could lead to, you know, a, a dreamy kind of a state where there's no real, you know, foundation or connection to the actual reality yeah, that we're living. Well, schizophrenia so, or psychosis yeah, or something. So keeping yeah. the feet on the ground. And so what, what I believe is through the breath work, through the soma, through connecting with that, is that we can have this, this um, increased awareness of the others, of the other things, mm -hmm. how we relate to the other. So I think, you know, where we started off having a body that we work with, uh, your, you know, what I'm hearing is we could do this with, with multiple bodies. Let's say the future holds that we could end up having many bodies. It's, it's the continual work on relationship with whatever body we're in 
and um, commitment to that possibly that is the key. Yes, as the mystics say, the power lies in the present moment, right? And that's easy to say, difficult, hard to do, difficult to do. So that's that's the human mm -hmm. condition, right? Yeah, and perhaps, I mean, it's kind of bringing a different awareness to me as well as far as not making it wrong to want to have a different body, perhaps, as long as you're committing to that depth of relationship with it. Similarly, you know, maybe we do find after five or ten years that a particular partner is not going to continue our life journey with us and not making that wrong. So I, th I thank you for that kind of understanding of, you know, it's not it's not that it's wrong to or scary to think about, how, uh, you know, not toughing it out with one body our entire life. Maybe that's a gift. Maybe it works better to have multiple bodies. But the idea of connecting to that body in a de deep way, you know, or connecting in relationship to a partner in the present moment for however long that relationship lasts. So it uh, seems like a kind of a, a good place to stop at a new revelation for me. This wasn't uh, originally how I had seen this whole uh, phenomenon. So again, there's always the opportunity to expand and have a broader way of looking at things in relationship with other people. So I think we modeled that pretty well today. So thank you to all our listeners and uh, we look forward to sharing with you again in our next podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together. Again, my name is Ailsa Kepi, and you can find out more or contact me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. I look forward to sharing another episode with you again very soon. Wishing you a pleasure-filled day.